11 reasons we shouldn't support the GOP blindly. More on what the Facebook whistleblower really has in mind. And of course, racism, climate change, all the usuals. Today, Eric's America. Hello and happy Friday. I hope you've had a decent week. Um, I myself uh, actually celebrated a birthday this week, so it's not been bad. Took the day off. Just enjoying life, really. Uh, Maybe that's over-exaggerating a little, but hey, you know what? At least uh, for the weekend, I'm going to try to enjoy things right after I get done uh, digging through this mountain of garbage that is what has happened in the past week. So once that's over, I'm going to attempt to enjoy my weekend. I suggest you do the same. Um, it's uh, it's just another week here in Biden's America that is uh, absolutely uh, going 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 off the rails for sure. First, I want to tell everybody: please remember to subscribe, like, rate, review, all those things wherever they let you do it. And we're just about everywhere that uh, you know has podcasts. Uh, anywhere from Apple Podcasts to Spotify and Stitcher, iHeartRadio Podcast, and now it's actually just directly on Facebook as well at Eric's America Pod. I mean, it's all there, and even on its own website, Eric's-America.com. So you can find it anywhere at any of those places that will let you rate, review, share. Any of those things help out tremendously. The numbers have been going up; more people are listening. It's very encouraging. I want to thank everybody for everything they're doing because it seems to be working and uh, it means a whole lot and kind of encourages me to keep doing what I it is I'm doing. So it uh, is greatly appreciated. We will get into the mountain of crap. I'm sure you can hear all my papers floating around here. Lots of crap to get into today. The first big story of today was after uh, this crazy uh, uh, thing from Biden earlier this week. Uh, here he is talking about the debt ceiling. And we were talking about this earlier, like, you know, and what was behind it and the reason Republicans shouldn't go along with it. Here he is talking about, you know. In the debt limit is paying our old debts. There's nothing to do with new spending or what may be coming this year or other years. There's nothing to do with my plans on infrastructure or building back better, both of which are paid for, but they're not even in, uh, in the queue right now. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's like. It's only about paying our old bills. and You know, I mean, they kept saying it's a crazy, you know, if you don't do this, we're going to default. The country's going to fall apart tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be the Great Depression and everything's over. Well, that wasn't the truth. And if you were, you know, told that and believe that, that's not what was going to happen. And the whole government wasn't going to shut down either. What they would have to do is cut some things. This is what would happen. If they didn't raise the debt limit, they would only be able to spend what they had. They get money every day from you and I. It all gets sent into them. Trust me. They have plenty of our money that is coming in. And what it is, it just means they couldn't borrow any new money. And so programs that were running in the red wouldn't be able to be funded unless you cut some other things. And that would definitely not be a bad thing. In fact, I think the whole GOP should have said, good, good. You know what? Let's start cutting things. You know what we don't need? We need a lot less of all this garbage. And we'll just fund what the American people think really needs funded. That would be an amazing thing that's never, ever, ever, ever going to happen. But it would be amazing if it would. That's all it meant. 
That's exactly all it meant. It didn't mean that everything was going to shut down tomorrow. Everybody's retirement was gone. None of that garbage they tried to push. And the reason, and see, this is what makes me disgusted today to find out that, oh, by the way, 11 Republicans helped them get it passed. So they didn't have to go to uh, go it alone. They wouldn't have to go it alone to get the debt ceiling raised. Why is that important? Well, I talked about it the other day because this happens all the time where the majority is forced. Usually the Republican majority loves to get themselves in this position where they have to, and then they are just pounded on it with political ads for the next election cycle that, oh, well, all these GOP members voted to increase the debt ceiling. See how irresponsible they are. They voted to increase the debt ceiling. They alone are responsible for putting you further in debt. That's the whole spit. That's the, the stick. And, we, and the, you know, the majority party has to live with it. But no, no, we couldn't get, we couldn't get there. We couldn't get all the weak kneed spineless idiots that litter the GOP. No, no, we couldn't get them all to stand up and have a backbone. Of course not. Had to have 11 defectors that go, okay, we'll help you pass it. Okay. Okay, we're weak and we're spineless and we can't stand up for ourselves. So we'll just go ahead and go along with it. And that's where we are today. Now, does that mean everything else has passed? No. What does it probably mean? Well, in the back of my mind, you know, considering the turtle himself, Mitch McConnell went along with it. I'm sure that he is and he is the king of backroom deals. And of course, they just kicked the can down the road for two months to when we have this problem again, because they only did a short term solution. The whole idea of all this is it's all about backroom deals. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Okay, I'll go ahead and vote for the stupid thing, and then you're going to give me something that I want. Now, a lot of people say, well, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they're going to get away from this crazy, insane Green New Deal, $3.5 trillion country-killing abstract just absurd monstrosity that they're trying to pay, uh, pass. No, that's probably not what's happening. Just so you know, that's not usually how the deal works. It says, no, help us out on this, and we'll make sure your state gets some new federal program that you can brag about to your uh, constituents uh, in the next election cycle, and then we need to get that passed too, because the only way you're going to get that cool federal program that's going to you know, help you get reelected is by voting for the $3.5 trillion country killing debacle AOC green new deal garbage pile that we're going to shove down your throat here next week uh but you need to do this first that's how that works and of course none of these morons know you know they they don't care they don't care it wasn't going to go belly up they had them they had the upper hand the GOP had the upper hand you make them go it alone and do it on their own, and that is how you fix it. That's how you fix it. It's just, it's discouraging. It's discouraging, and all these, all these uh, Republicans. I mean, these are, and and most of the classics are in there. Most of the classic rhinos are a part of it, whether it's uh, Cocaine Mitch or if it's uh, Susan Collins and, uh, I mean, just the rest. And even the uh, other representative from uh, the great state of West Virginia, of course, she signed on to it because why would she not? I hope the people of West Virginia are taking stock. 
I mean, Manchin looks like he's standing up a little bit to the three and a half trillion. But he did say, well, you know, they proposed 2.2 trillion and, uh, you know, I'm not not taking everything off the table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're not. I, I have no faith in any of these people in any side of it whatsoever. I mean, I, I'm surprised that uh, Mansion and Cinema have uh, stood up this long. I have a feeling that Cinema is in it for the long haul, though, because I think what's happened to her in the past week, just saying, I think that has got to the point where most people get to is, uh, you know, they may have entertained things from time to time, but once you start stalking them in the bathroom, and stalking them into the stall and and going and getting in people's face day in and day out. I don't know if the Democrats realize this or these stupid leftists realize this. One of two things happen. If the people don't give up right away and say, okay, don't hurt me, then what's going to happen is what happens to most human beings and especially Americans. They go, you know what? There's no way in hell ever in my life, as long as I draw breath, that I will ever agree with anything you want because you acted this way. And that's fine. I hope that's what happens. But that that's these people need to learn that lesson very, very clearly that when you go and start using these tactics of stalking people and, and harassing people and haranguing people, what usually happens is people just absolutely turn against you in the most vehement way imaginable and go, listen, there's no way in hell. I don't give a shit what you come at me with. There's no way I will ever agree with anything you have to say ever again ever so i hope that's the case i hope that's the case but unfortunately uh according to these 11 uh, republican uh, defectors uh that's not going to be the case they are just there to agree and it's all a stage it's uh, the whole world's a stage they are just the players today that is what it is this is all just so much theater and so much just made up garbage and i hate it because this just goes to show you nobody is standing up to anything, at least not on the right. I mean, you know, there's quite a few Americans that would stand up. And, and that's what's really dis disheartening and discouraging about the whole thing is the fact that the people are more than willing to stand up and stand behind anyone who stands up against this because most of the country doesn't want any of this garbage. Anybody that knows what any of this means does not want it to happen, doesn't want any part of it and will gladly stand with whoever goes against it. The problem is, nobody listens to the American people anymore and haven't for a very, very long time, obviously. They don't care. They don't care, and they don't listen. Ah, so, what all did we have happen this week? I played a little bit of this on Tuesday as well, this uh, Facebook whistleblower. And everybody really was super engaged and oh isn't it nice when you finally got somebody you know talking about uh, doing something about this horrible horrible uh big tech people you know and this is what she said and you need to listen to this very closely this is uh, part of her opening statement and this should have told everybody what she was actually talking about i know she tries to play it off as other things but here's what the true story is here listen to her opening statement facebook because i think Facebook has the potential to bring out the best in us. But I'm here today because I believe Facebook's products harm children, stoke division, and weaken our democracy. The company's leadership knows how to make Facebook and Instagram safer, but won't make the necessary changes because they have put their astronomical profits before people. Congressional action is needed. 
They won't solve this crisis without your help. Okay, so that was her. Uh, you need uh, the big part of that was what uh, really needed government intervention. Need government. Government's got to do it. Nobody else can do it. I mean, they, they, you know that big bad corporation out there. They know how to make it better. They know how to make it better. Now, initially, we listened to the reason she's mad is because they stopped censoring people on the right after the election as much. That's what she was originally angry about. She said, well, after the election, they said, oh, well, uh, you know, she said they uh, came out and said, well, there was no riots, which is just a stupid statement. They wouldn't have made that statement. There were nothing but riots for almost a year. So that was a dumb statement. Basically, uh, what she wouldn't admit is the fact they said, hey, our guy won that we wanted to win and we no longer need this program. And she was mad about that. She was really upset. It cost her her job. She didn't have her cushy, high-paying Facebook job that, you know, she was able to stamp down and kill conservative points of view and anybody that didn't agree with the leftist orthodoxy because this woman is a leftist. Now, she's worked at other um, other notable um, tech companies, including Google, where she has accused them all of being racist and sexist. Huh, that's strange. I thought she was so worried about things. Huh, that's on um she is working with the same legal team the team that's uh you know uh representing her also represented the uh, fake whistleblower from the ukraine who apparently was really really good friends with uh, joe biden huh that's weird the guy who accused trump of doing something wrong was really good friends with joe biden huh that's weird and the same legal team decided to represent that guy is now representing uh the whistleblower from facebook strange i think she's really on your side right she's really rooting for the people on the right to have free speech of course she is and uh she's also uh being helped by um Oh, uh, this Democrat uh, communications firm. Oh, that's nice. And uh, uh, they help, uh, you know, get the talking points right and how to phrase things just right so you can get everybody on board with your crazy leftist uh, talking points. So that's good. I'm sure she has everybody's best oh, freedom of speech right at the top of the list, right? Of course she does. I can't imagine she would have anything else. And of course, um, according to uh, records, she has uh, donated money. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, Vote Blue, which was uh, one of the biggest uh, donator uh, donors to uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats. Oh, and personally donated to AOC. Well, imagine that. So you know, you know right off the bat, this lady is so right-wing. I mean, she is very conservative she's very worried about the constitution and she really 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 worried about people's uh freedom of speech getting stomped on well no none of those things she is just hoping that you are as dumb as they think you are they're hoping that you are as stupid as they believe you are and you're just going to eat it up because she pretends she cares about doing something about Facebook. Now, what she's saying needs to be done about Facebook could all be fixed with one simple thing. One real easy thing, you revoke their immunity for litigation. And most of this crap ends tomorrow. Why? Because they, they're immune from all this. They can do all these crazy, dirty algorithms and, and you know harm children and harm people and deplatform anyone they feel like. They can do all these things because they are immune from litigation. The government doesn't need to get involved in this. The last thing anybody wants is the government to be involved in anything. 
surefire way. I've said it over and over. I'll say it again. The two main ways to destroy anything involve a union or involve the government. Those are the two surefire ways that you will destroy whatever entity you want. Number one on that list is the government. You want something to suck really bad, go under, never make money, never make sense, and never work properly, you add government to it, and it will never work right ever again. And it will tank. That is for sure. So anyway, they're wanting legal, they want their legal protection, but they want a legal basis to censor you. That's all they really want. They could care less. You think they actually care about kids? Uh, I mean, she goes on and on about, well, it's just disturbing to the, the, the you know body image of children. Yeah, if you were disturbed about the body image of children, then you would not promote cutting off their genitals before, their puber uh, before they hit puberty or chemically castrating them. How about that? Won't you start there? If you're truly worried about not harming children, won't you show me that you truly care about children to start with? Stop peddling them pornography and stop trying to screw with their reproductive systems permanently because you are a crazed, wild-eyed ideologue. Start there, and then maybe I'll trust you that you care that some girl who was overweight cares about how she feels because I know you don't. You could care less. We all realize that because you have shown nothing but absolute hatred for people. They don't care. Not at all. So this whole, you know, this whole shtick of coming in and going, well, it's for the children. It's all about the children. We have to save the children. And for that, we need the government to come in and make sure no one with any opposing ideology ever again gets to speak ever on any of these platforms, period. That's what should have been said, because at least then she'd be honest. You know what? I could give her credit. At least you could be honest and come in and say, yeah, I just want to squash all your speech, all you people sitting here that don't agree with me and my crazy wild-eyed leftist propaganda. Uh, you don't agree with me. I just want you all kicked off the platform, and I want you to vote for it. At least you'd be honest. Yeah, would it, would it be insane to say that? Well, of course it would be. But when has that ever stopped a leftist? When has it? It's never stopped them from saying crazy, insane shit. Never has, so I don't know why I would stop them today. So that, that's where I've come out on that. So for all those that are like, hey, this whistleblower might be a great thing. we got to do something. Forget it. They want a legal backing to kick you off of social media and make sure you never speak. Are there things that can be done? Yes, and none of those actual things that can be done are being talked about. Revoke immunity. Revoke immunity. Revoke immunity. Say it over and over and over to yourself. Revoke immunity. And that will change it tomorrow. They would have never been able to grow to the size and scale and the absolute richest companies that have ever existed on planet Earth. They would have never gotten there without the government interfering the first time. What do you think will happen if they interfere again? Period. It's time for the government to step back and get the hell out of the way and let the people decide. Because that's how this works. This is how, you know... True democracy, if that's what you want to call it, how it works. You see, people disagree and think a business is doing bad things. So then they file lawsuits and they litigate against them. And that causes financial pain. And once the financial pain gets bad enough, the company goes, okay, we can't do that anymore. Or we're bankrupt because we have no customers and everyone's suing us. You see, that's how the people directly take care of the problem. The problem we have right now is the government's in the way. And they're saying, hey, 
uh, we know we're in the way and we're causing you not to be able to take care of it on your own. Now we want to have legal means for us to then interfere even further. You think it's going to change anything? No. It solidifies their power forever. That's what it does. That's what we don't need. You want a solution to it? It's real easy. Revoke immunity under 230. That's how you fix it. It's real simple. And yeah, maybe that doesn't fix all of it. And I know there's no key to fixing every problem with everything. And there never will be. I hope people understand. There never is a perfect answer to everything. And there never will be because we are human beings. We are absolutely fallible. So is everything we build. So is everything we create. We are all flawed and fallible. That's just human nature. So nothing's going to be perfect. These are just the most perfect ideas we've been able to come up with and they seem to work real well when you know people stay the hell out of the way and let them work let them operate they will work ah boy i yes i'm very wound up because man it's just unbelievable it's crazy anyway we're going to talk more about this uh speaking about uh, all these uh different bills the build back better blah 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 yeah i sound like greta thunberg that's exactly what i hear i hear her every time they start talking about the build back better bill it just sounds like blah 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 because it's all a bunch of garbage um here is uh biden he was in uh he was in michigan actually not too far from where i live he came to Howell, Michigan. Of course, there were a lot of people protesting him. Uh, and he was talking about, here's what he has to say, and there's a lot to dig into here. This is what he's saying about the Build Back Better bills. These bills are not about left versus right or moderate versus progressive or anything that pits Americans against one another. These bills are about competitiveness versus complacency. They're about opportunity versus decay. They're about leading the world or continue to let the world pass us by, which is literally happening. To support these investments is to create a rising America. America is moving. To oppose these investments is to be complicit in America's decline. That's really interesting. That's very interesting. So I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. So it's pretty easy. He actually said it pretty early on uh, when he, um, after the inauguration, or maybe it was during the inauguration, who knows? He says so much crazy shit, it's hard to keep up with. Usually he's just babbling incoherently, but um, he said it at the beginning, and this is the setup for all this, is when he goes, you know, the world's trying to say that, and this was the same argument of the 20s and 30s, by the way, just to link it historically. This was the whole thing that democracy or representative government, constitutional republic, none of these forms of government were good. None of them would survive because it takes too long to get things approved by the people. And they're always going to be behind. They're never going to lead the world because it's too slow. It's too lumbering. You can't get anything done quick enough. And whereas if you have a good solid dictatorship, if you have a good totalitarian rule, you can make things happen quickly and be on the cutting edge and take over the world. Well, how'd that work out? I don't know. Maybe we should go ask uh, Germany in the 1940s. How about Japan in the 1940s? Hmm? Why don't we ask them? Or why don't we? Oh, I've got a great idea. Why don't we ask the Russians? During the Cold War, how'd that work out? You had a dictator, you had totalitarian rule, and you could pass the United States, and did that work for you? Democracy really sucked, didn't it? We were so far behind. I mean, we just, oh, wait a second. No, that's exactly the opposite of what's been shown to work all over the world all the time. So why would an American president, for any reason, 
even being dementia-ridden and addled and absolutely retarded and out of their mind, why would they ever make a statement that says the world is questioning if America and the American system can keep up with the rest of the world? Well, no. No, we can't keep up with the rest of the world. We lead the rest of the world precisely because of our system. Precisely because, but this is the argument that was made back then. And this was the argument that was used by, you know, disturbing, disgusting pieces of human waste like Woodrow Wilson and Adolf Hitler. Okay. This was their excuse. It was just uh, too much trouble dealing with the people. Uh, one person should just make the rules for everybody and everybody just listens to them because they're on high fury by God. I know that's what a dementia-ridden baboon like Biden would love. I mean, you know, I'm sure it's what he's dreamed up in his head, that he's somehow supreme ruler or some garbage. But this is a moot point. I'm, I'm sick of hearing. I mean, it's so stupid to bring up this point. This point was brought up in the early 1900s, 1920s, that sort of era. And if anything was figured out in the last century, it's that the American system is far and above the best system that there is. Not only did we surpass the rest of the world and every measurable there is, but we crushed all the other forms of governing around the world. They couldn't keep up. There was no way for them to keep up in any way, shape, or form. And it had nothing particularly to do with the United States as in the area. Okay, it has to do with letting people be free. Freedom has driven everything here. Freedom drives innovation. Freedom drives the will and desire needed to to push things forward, to look forward, to, you know, release people's inner uh, abilities. It's It's just... Everything can be traced back to freedom and liberty. And that's what we've had here. And so that, that argument's already been won, but now he's bringing it up again. He's bringing it up again. He brought it up then, right after that. He said, oh, the world's wondering if we, we, we need a ice cream pudding um, um, a, a dictator. Okay, Joe. Yeah, it's time to take your fucking nap again and get your pudding. Okay, we got it. But now here he's making it again. He's saying, no, 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 no. The rest of the world's surpassing us. Did you catch that? The rest of the world's passing us up. Well, who's passing us up? Is it China? Who doesn't even, they, in their brilliance of central planning, uh, didn't even buy enough coal to power all their coal power plants to make enough electricity to keep their economy running. You know why we don't have that problem? Because we don't de depend on central planning. Isn't that weird? We just go, hey, we need more of that. Okay, let's buy it. Good. All right, we'll pass the cost along to the consumers. If the consumers want it, they'll pay, pay the extra price. Now we've got it. Hey, we're all good to go. Everybody's happy. You see, that system seems to work pretty well. In fact, it seems to be better than all the other crazy-ass, wild-eyed, totalitarian, stupid systems anybody's ever thought of. What a surprise. Really amazing. So now he's making the same argument again. And he's like, hey, listen, I need all this money because we need to really, really give the government the full power over every sector of the economy because that has been the Democrats' dream for at least 100 years. It's to go full socialist, full fascist. It's, it's sickening. It's stupid. It's failed. But that's what they want because they want the power.
They believe in their own cultist insanity that somehow the government and they can run every every institution and every business and everything better and it all should be trickled down from the government. We know this doesn't work. The United States is the epitome of the antithesis of this idea, yet they cannot let it alone. And that's what this bill is packed with, a way to eliminate the biggest sectors that are left out there that aren't under the thumb of the government and to bring them to heel under the federal government. That's what it's all about. So that's why he's going, hey, listen, that's a, you know, it's not about this or that. It's about giving me supreme power and the government supreme power over everything in your life at all times. That's what it's about. Never forget that. But then it didn't take long. It didn't take long after he said all that to then show us true colors and show you what he's all about, which is being a dementia-ridden, addled, crazy, retarded circus monkey. Here he is. When you build a charging station, it's like back in the day when my grandpa worked for the American Oil Company back in the turn of the, in the 1920 in that area. They went from state to state convincing people that <laughs> not, they put, not the you know, the put okay. 20,000 gallons of gasoline under the ground. They didn't want them around. <laughs> <laughs> and you need a laugh because he said, Urba, derba, 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 derba. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, he said when they built gas stations, people didn't like it when they first built them. And so that's why you should support uh, charging stations because we want coal powered vehicles, not gasoline powered. Better. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. How about you? Of course it does. Of course it does. Um, actually, it's just about handing the world to China because they have the reserves of lithium that needs to be lithium ion batteries, which apparently <laughs> have a bad tendency to spontaneously combust. And uh, by the way, we can't put those out. I don't know if we've mentioned that. Did you know that once they, they have a tendency to spontaneously combust? Only problem is we don't really have a good way to put those fires out. They just have to burn themselves out. <laughs> Hope it's not in your house. Might want to check on that. Um, in fact, they actually released the guidelines. If you own a Chevy, uh, volts, is it? Yes. Uh, don't park it in your garage. Uh, in fact, uh, they've actually released guidelines that says if you own any type of electric vehicle, uh, please don't charge or you probably shouldn't put it in your garage. I mean, that's if you want to keep your house, but Hey, you know what? They're so much better. They're so much safer. You know what I mean? Oh, so much better. I'm sure everybody'd be fine. Um, Unless we're going back to the, you know, 1800s where coal was the biggest power in the world, you know, powering trains and whatnot. And uh, also we were really, really good at burning everything down in the late 1800s. Too. Uh, I think I've talked about this before. Late 1800s, early 1900s, we burnt everything to the ground. The whole country at some point burnt to the ground. So uh, maybe we should go back to that. I mean, you know. This time, it won't be human error, though. This time, it will most definitely be um, climate change or white supremacy. It's a toss-up. Pretty sure it'll be climate change, though. You may not hold me to that. Anyway, so th this is... It's hard to believe we're here, but when you have someone who is this off the rocker and has no idea what's going on, you get stuff like that, where he, he makes these comments that make no sense, saying that we've fallen behind the rest of the world... Um, no, but we will if we don't, you know, get our asses uh, back to what we do best, which is freedom and liberty. Uh, we will fall behind, uh, but we're not right now. The rest of the world hasn't passed us by. Hell, 90% of the fucking world apparently is still locked down from COVID, which has already been proven that locking down doesn't work, but they haven't got the memo. So, you know, it's, it's insane. But 
when you have somebody that's retarded, this is what you get. Here, uh, I don't know if you remember this. I believe we talked about it um, a while back where Australia wanted to buy some nuclear subs and we sold them to them and they were supposed to buy them from the French. Well, this was a big debacle because we went ahead and sold them and uh, the French got really mad because they had already made the deal and we undercut them or we did some deal and, and went around them. Although I'm not really sure what uh, Australia needs nuclear subs for. I mean, they've already surrendered to China. I mean, hell, I think people are escaping Australia so they can be free in China. So I'm not really sure why we sold them nuclear subs. But anyway, apparently we did. And it was the um, it was the French's uh, deal. It fell through. They were very angry. They pulled their uh, ambassador first time since like 1800 or some insanity like that. Uh, or at least 1870s or something. I, I'm being serious here. Like it was somewhere in the like mid to late 1800s, the last time that we had this big of a problem with France. And they pulled their ambassador. And then John Kerry went on TV in France to let him know that uh, it's no big deal. He's got it all worked out. And uh, President Biden asked me about it, and I told him and expressed. Uh, mm -hmm. You told Joe uh, Biden that uh, it was not the right. He asked me. He said, "What's the situation?" And I explained exactly. Uh, he, was, he had not been aware of that. He literally had not been aware of what had transpired. And what? I don't want to go into the details of it, but yeah, suffice it's too embarrassing to say for him. that, uh, that mm. president... You opened uh, the can of worms, John. Sure did. My president is very committed Your to... Your president. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't want to go to the details the of it. ...relationship and making sure okay. that this is a small event of the past and right. moving on to the much more important future. Okay, so there's a few things in there that are a little disturbing. Um, I've got to take a quick break, and then when we get back, we're going to dig into that because there's a few things there that's kind of strange. Rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract? from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs. Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales, terrible 2020 results, reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor. In China, Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they got busted. James Quincy, Coca-Cola, stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, <laughs> not woke politicians. All right, we're back. So, uh, yeah, that clip is one of the most disturbing things that I've heard in a while because the whole idea is that Biden, apparently, we're making uh, deals with uh, other countries to sell sensitive nuclear technology, uh, nuclear submarines, and you're telling me that uh, the President of the United States has no clue. No clue whatsoever. We're making these big uh, decisions and major, uh, you know, 
that have major implications with many countries around the world. And the president, eh, he didn't know anything about it. I mean, we didn't think we'd tell him. He was too busy bumbling and mumbling about some garbage in Michigan. I mean, how are we supposed to interject that? Or would he even understand if we did? I mean, that's the crazy part. The other part that I found strange is, and I'm not a conspiracy guy, and this is, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, but you notice how Kerry will not say Biden in it. And that's really screwed up. He pulled a, he actually pulled a Biden in it when Biden goes, you know, oh, and me and I, my, 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 you know, my president, president, my boss was there. What? Who's president, my boss? Uh, John Kerry pulls the same thing. He says, well, my president is very interested in doing this and that. Really? Who's your president? Um, I mean, why wouldn't you use his name? It's just really weird. These people have like these bizarre, bizarre word uh, gaffes that just are uh, make you think for a minute. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You're saying you're pre is it somebody different than the actual president. Is it? I mean, I don't know. Is it? It just it makes you start to really wonder what the hell's going on. But this is really disturbing. I mean, he, the man is so out of it and so gone that he has no idea what's going on on major, major uh, diplomatic ties, major issues. I mean, I don't see how that's possible. But apparently it is. So that's that's where we're at. And it's unbelievable. <sighs> He's not the only one that doesn't know how to say anything. There's another one coming up later that doesn't have any clue how to say things either. But hey. That happened. So uh, this week, uh, it's been uh, very interesting. We had a new memo come down from the, you know, the very mild, very mild, very moderate. Remember the very mild and moderate. Uh, he was going to be a Supreme Court judge. Uh, the very mild-mannered, very normal Merrick Garland. Well, maybe not. He turned out to be an absolute crazy, insane leftist lunatic who once gets some power, shows his true colors. And we have it this week. Merrick Garland, he has now uh, sent a memo to uh, inject the FBI into a nationwide debate over uh, what is going on at school board meetings. That seems pretty normal, right? I mean, we don't want people wandering around practicing for the First Amendment. God help us, we couldn't have that. What are those people called? Well, he says it's... Um, we're uh, going to dispatch FBI into school board protests. Oh, good. Goody, goody, goody. I'm so glad that the um, totalitarian regime is now going to come and start, uh, you know, busting up local uh, school board protests and people speaking, you know, utilizing their First Amendment rights at their school board. And it's really strange because most school boards are elected by the people and they're paid by the taxes of the people. People to pay for the education that are paid for by the people. That's really weird. It seems like the people should have the um, biggest say in that, right? I mean, doesn't that make sense? I mean, they're they're paying for it. It's their children involved in it, and then they elect these people uh, to represent it. So those people should definitely listen to who's paying the bills and who's doing all of it. You would think, huh? That's weird. Apparently not, though. Apparently not. And it just so happens that. Maybe Merrick Garland, maybe, just maybe, I know this is really going to blow your mind. This is really going to leave you astounded, but he may just have, hold on, a conflict of interest. Well, no, there's never been anybody that does thing like, anything like that. 
Ain't nobody would have an invested self-interest in something and then try to use government to enforce their invested self-interest. Nobody ever does that. No, oh, well, hold on. Here we go. Um, so apparently, Merrick Garland's, um, oh, his son-in-law, Alexander Tanner, known as Zan, you know what I mean? Zan Tanner, that's the guy, uh, married his uh, daughter in 2018, is the co-founder and president of Panorama Education. Oh, a major player in teacher training and the curriculum industry. It pushes uh, race-focused surveys and conducts training on systemic oppression and white supremacy, unconscious bias, and intersectionality, all under the Rubicon of social-emotional learning for children. Oh, goody-goody. So, um, his son-in-law runs a uh, communist uh, propaganda machine that wants to indoctrinate the teachers to then indoctrinate the students. Oh, good. So I'm sure he would have no reason to go around and bust up school board meetings where parents are saying, don't teach any of this crap, it's evil. Right? Oh, wait a second. Um, of course, he's, you know, he's just a fair, moderate guy. You know what I mean? He's just a calm, nice, reasonable guy. He just want to make sure nobody gets threatened. Oh. I'm sure that's what it is. I mean, I'm sure no one's ever been intimidated by the federal government into not speaking. Sure, it's not a problem. Let's read his memo that he um, put out and in investigating the parents at these meetings. You want to make sure that you uh, get all this. It says uh, it's going to be investigating harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against school board members, teachers, and workers in our nation's public schools. Oh, and we're going to use. Oh, don't worry may be resorting to using uh, articles under the Patriot Act to investigate it as domestic terrorism. Oh, good, 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 good. We don't want these radicals out there, people. That's what I want you to know. You don't want these radicals out there, and I've got one to play for you now, and this is going to, I mean, I just want you to be aware, okay? This is very, very radical. It's very disturbing, and, you know, it's just a trigger warning, okay? Because this gets really bad. I mean, you won't believe how crazy this lady is at this meeting. And this is the kind of stuff that they really, really need to stamp out. Merrick Garland's on top of it. And after you hear this, I'm sure you will know why. And you'll be very happy that he is on top of it. Here we go. The district is not promoting critical race theory and Black Lives Matter. People who support CRT say people like me and people who are against CRT or CRT are racist. That's their only defense. Yet CRT is racist. It tells kids Thank of color you. like my children that they will never be able to make it and white kids that they are inherently yes. racist. When yes. I was a little kid, I had reoccurring dreams about the KKK when I was seven years old. And now uh. people who look like this are being told they are racist in this school. And it is absolutely appalling. And you might say, Thank you. I people, we don't have CRT. We do have CRT in this school. I see it every day. My kid said they're already started with it. He's already miserable about having to start mm -hmm. school. Last year, you gave my kid an assignment to read an article out of Scholastica Kids entitled Making Our Voices Heard that told him he would face racism in every facet of his life, from education to the workplace to health care. He showed me this article because he found it very discouraging. In the middle school, after George Floyd's killing, they sent out an email and they actually segregated kids by race to talk about it. In the email, it said, we will have a group of, for whites, for blacks, for Asians, for Hispanics. I couldn't even believe it that we're going back to segregation after all we fought for. Thank you. Wow. 
In, in middle wow. school, you segregated kids of color by having the kids of color all stand right, up, up, and the white kids stayed out, and you offered kids of color ten dollars to give away all their personal, private, disciplinary Take information mask, to an outside Please. organizations. Please. And I've also heard from teachers here that you have a policy, like Minneapolis, that discourages teachers from teaching from disciplining kids of color because, the, as the Isaiah group says. Disciplining kids of color is a pipeline to prison. Well, I have to tell you something. Not disciplining them is the pipeline to prison. Thank you. Telling them oh they don't gosh. have to be accountable. That the state is animals. They're not like white people who can behave. We have lesser standards. We don't think they're yes. truly equal. I don't think you think we're equal. And it's appalling to me. Yes. Systematic racism does not exist. We used to have systematic racism. It was called slavery and segregation, and we fought alongside each other to end it. It doesn't exist. BLM said they're fighting for the liberty, the liberation of black people. We are free. Breaking news, we are free. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure she's on a watch list already. <clears throat> In fact, if uh, Merritt Garland isn't waiting for her when she gets home, I would be surprised. And I don't know. I mean, I'm really sorry you had to listen to that because it was very triggering, very disgusting. I just, uh, that kind of radicalism. That kind of radicalism just really can't be tolerated. You know, I mean, talking about people being free and equal and, and people just being the same no matter what color they are. Man, I mean, that kind of radicalism, we can't have that. We can't have that. I mean, you know, the Democrats fought hard to, uh, you know, beat that out of people, um, you know, in the last century. And, um, you know, they got to work on it again because we just can't have you can't have those kind of opinions out there. I mean, what kind of damage could you do if everyone thought that they were equal and they had an equal opportunity? I mean, man, we can't be having this. I'm glad they're cracking down on it. I'm glad to see Merrick Garland is on top of it, and he's going to be sending the FBI and, uh, and all the federal resources to uh, track these people. And, uh, and then, of course... You will have uh, the lady here that's, uh, you know, that works hand in hand with the Facebook thing because this lady will probably go home. She will probably go home and probably go on social media and then espouse those crazy radical ideas on there, too. And imagine all the people could be hurt then, not just the people that were at the school board meeting. It could indoctrinate millions. And you can see where this would be uh, oh, just a disturbing thing that we must put a st stop to now. I mean, you can't be letting these ideas get out into the public, you know. And, and, of course, you've got a good guy like Merrick Garland who has no other interest than just the, uh, you know, just the betterment and the peace of society, keeping the peace, keeping the, the well-being of, uh, of the nation, you know. And that's what they always use. I, I've heard that before. Um, they used that a lot in Russia before they purged a lot of people. Um, of course, Hitler used it a lot. That's, you know, it was for the betterment of Germany to get rid of all the Jews. And, uh, you know, China, uh, they had to kill all those people in Tiananmen Square because, I mean, you got to keep the peace with the population. I mean, these people were just, they were causing trouble. They were, they were causing harm to the overall stability of the uh, psyche of the people and you just can't have that. You can't have that sort of thing. Um, and uh, it's, I'm glad they're on top of it and they're going to stamp this sort of thing out because it just cannot, cannot continue. Okay. And I'm glad to see that other people are stamping out that sort of thinking too. You know, um, because here's Jen Psaki. She says that the, the president and the people at the top, they don't have any control over uh, anything to do with the Justice Department. Now, I know that seems crazy, but this is what she says. Here, listen. 
would the administration be okay with the FBI using the Patriot Act to surveil these parents if that is what they decide? I don't speak on behalf of the National School Board Association. I speak on behalf of this government. The Attorney General has can put out a letter. They will take actions they take, and I would point to them for more information. And Oh, they'll just take the actions they take. I mean, we don't have anything to do with that. I mean, oh, wait a second. I thought the president was uh, the uh, head guy over the Justice Department. Oh, never mind. It's Joe. He's out babbling in Michigan about putting stuff under the ground 100 years ago with uh, his grandpa pop. And uh, it should be fine. Um, nobody's going to ask him shit. Uh, they didn't even ask him about uh, selling nuclear subs to uh, Australia. So they're not asking him anything, nor would he give a coherent answer. They'd say, hey, Joe, uh, what about these parents? Uh, uh, pudding. Uh, did you say pudding? We got pudding and nappy? I mean, that's where we're at. Pudding and nappy time. That's what we got. And only to come out and espouse some crazy radical shit that was handed to him by, uh, you know, Susan Rice direct from the desk of Barack Obama, because that's where this is all coming from anyway. So, yeah, apparently they don't have any control over it. Uh, you just have to go ask them. You just have to go out them. And don't worry, the media, they are fully on board. They are fully on top of this. They love it. They love it, love it, love it. Um, find out all about it. Here's the media just loving the fact that uh, they're going to jump in and, you know, put a stop to these people. ...of America where school board meetings have become the new culture war battlegrounds with children caught in the crosshairs. Sometimes literally and sometimes figuratively. Right now, everyone from the Proud Boys to the Oath Keepers to QAnon influencers are trying to encourage their, their members, their followers, their maniacs to show up at school board hearings. Some behavior is so bad, it's being compared to domestic terrorism. This becomes a security crisis in a sense for the nation. How one Republican senator is pretending school board harassment and intimidation aren't off the charts. Similar tactics to what happened on January 6th that now are being turned against oh, school no. boards nationwide oh, no. in a trend that's really disturbing. Oh my God. Sense. Conservatives manufactured outrage over masks and history lessons, took our school boards like a bunch of screaming maniacs oh yes yes haven't you seen that haven't you seen that well i mean yeah we have seen a bunch of screaming maniacs they're usually in all black screaming about something about cutting off kids genitals or or something about uh murdering babies or something that's usually where we get the scream maniacs but not anymore no no these people like that lady you just heard didn't you hear her she's a screaming maniac she said that we should look at people as equal and that we shouldn't treat people differently because of the color of their skin. And, you know, you can't have radicals like that. These people are insane. <sighs> Domestic terrorists, really. Because they show up and say stuff that makes sense. And that's... We can't have that. Listen, here is a lady on MSNBC uh, that has proof. Okay, she has proof of this wild-eyed, crazy talk that is causing domestic uproar everywhere at the, I mean, you're just, uh, again, I got to give you a warning because you may not be able to get through this. Here it is. Frank, I want to play some more sound of these school board meetings so we can get a sense of just how out of control some of them are getting. Take a listen. Don't put masks on our kids anymore because I'm telling you what, I'm a mom who's fearless and I will come after you. You're allowing child abuse. You're allowing child abuse. You're allowing child abuse. You're allowing child abuse. Wow. Frank, things have become so scary at these meetings that the organization representing wow. school boards across the country is asking the federal government to help, arguing that the classification of these actions could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism. 
Oh my God. Oh, can you believe that? Did you hear them? I mean, they were just screaming wild-eyed radicals. I mean, they were just screaming at the top of their lungs and just so radical and crazy. They said, oh, you shouldn't put masks on our kids and you shouldn't teach them to be a little racist. And and what's really strange is I have this little um, memorandum here. Let's let's read this real quick, just real quick before we continue down this path of uh, um, going to... Uh, yeah, uh, going down this path of radicalism. Here is a uh, Academy of for Medicine from Belgium. This is also uh, going from the uh, WHO guidelines as well. Yeah, the WHO. You know, everybody was really hip to the WHO there for a while, and then they brought us Corona, and and then they still like to follow the WHO. And CDC uh, has a custom. It says here. Uh, masking kids is bad. Oh, really? Uh, this is coming from all the people who said uh, all this stuff uh, that these people are trying to defend, right? Uh, but the the people they're trying to defend says, um, you're wrong. It says, masking kids is bad. Testing children, imposing mouth masks, and quarantine go against the principles of priam non nocerta, first do no harm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't, I'm not. Okay. My Latin's not great. All right, sue me. My Latin is not great, but I will learn it better for next time. Uh, first, do no harm. You know, the first part of the Hippocratic Oath. Um, apparently, this they're going against this. Uh, it says these drastic actions do much more damage to the children in short and long term than going through the infection itself. This is from international health sources like the WHO. I've come out and said this, but I mean... Did you really think it was about masking kids? Do you really think it has anything to do with the vax? Do you think it has anything to do with any of these protests these people have? No, it is all about bringing you to your knees and bowing before the government. Here we go. We're going to find out. MSNBC goes even further and says, you know what? Maybe it's not just the Proud Boys. Maybe it's not just uh, the KKK that has now somehow switched parties and then grown up as a Republican thing, which it's never been. It's just these parents are just this bad. Is this really about people being upset about mask mandates or are there sort of underlying disruptive forces, white nationalists, uh, anarchists, whatever in this country that are using mask mandates and a public health crisis to sort of wage, uh, wage chaos? Oh, well, they're just racist. Oh, it's white supremacy. I told you it was either going to be white supremacy or climate change. You just flip a coin. You have a coin. You have one on one side, one on the other. And whatever problem hits you during the day, you flip the coin. And that's what the problem is. It's really easy. It's easy. In fact, I honestly start to believe that that's what these freaking idiots do. They have a coin in their pocket. One side says racism. The other side says climate change. So if they run into a problem during the day, they're like, oh, hold on. Let me figure out which one it is. Fling. Okay, it landed on. Oh, it's white supremacy today. Tomorrow, it may be climate change. We'll let you know. I mean, that's how stupid it is because none of it makes any fucking sense. None of this stuff makes any sense. Why do you think that now uh, they're going after uh, even climate change even further? But anyway... If you didn't believe that, here is a lady that I have heard from, uh, you know, behind the scenes, people talking about her. I don't, you know, barely knew who the lady even was on ESPN. Her name is Sage Steele. But uh, from what other people behind the scenes, uh, they've talked about her, did interviews, said this lady is probably one of the smartest, most nice people that they've ever met at ESPN. Which is, you know, a short list because apparently it is the epitome of hell. I mean, probably because it's owned by Disney and ABC. So therefore, I'm sure it is the epitome of hell. But anyway, um, she has now been canceled. She has been uh, pulled off air and suspended. Uh, all for 
doing what? Well, she decided to do two things that you're really, really not allowed to do. Uh, first, she did this one. I didn't want to do it, but I, I work you, for a company that mandates it, and I you, had until September thirtieth to get it done, or I'm out. I respect everyone's decision. I really yeah, do, yeah. but to mandate it is um, sick, mm -hmm. and it's scary yeah. to me in many ways. Oh no! Well, see, there's where she first screwed up. First of all, she got the vax, but that's what she's talking about. She said. I don't agree with mandating it. I didn't really want to get it. My company mandates it and I want, I like my job. So I got it, but it's not really my thing. Uh, and she said, I just think mandating it is a horrible, scary thing. And it should be to everybody. She sounds like a wild eyed radical. You know what I mean? She really does. She sounds like she probably has a pipe bomb right beside her chair. She's getting ready to set off. Right? Yeah. Uh huh. She sounds so unreasonable and crazy. So you definitely have to get her off air. Cause I mean, what if you got a whole bunch of people that start making sense? Then where would we be? God only knows. But she went further. That that probably would have gotten her a suspension. That probably would have got her in some trouble. But she went further and she insulted the biggest no-no that you ever could. You cannot question not only the party, but their El Supreme Leader, Herr Obama, you can't you can't question anything about him or you will be crushed and she was here she is well i don't know when the last time i filled out my census was but yeah. if they make you choose a race yeah she's like we're gonna put i go well both she's like well you can't he goes well what about barack obama chose black and he's biracial i'm like well congratulations to the president that's his thing i go i think that's fascinating consider considering his black dad was nowhere to be found but his white mom and grandma raised him but hey mm -hmm. you do you I'm going to do me. So, yeah, you can tell she's definitely a wild-eyed radical. And she did, you know, um, insult the biggest, uh, you know, God that the uh, Democrats still trot out every chance they get, which is Obama, <clears throat> who is, you know, pretty much running everything behind the scenes anyway and, and has admitted as much. But, um, you know, Jason Whitlock, which he used to be on Fox as a sports guy. He was a sports uh, analyst and, and stuff for a long time. And uh, now he's he's gotten away from that. He's uh, doing stuff on The Blaze. And he's on Tucker and stuff for a while. And he brought up a very interesting point that I hadn't thought of, which was, uh, you know, it was a very good point. And it's very something that we need to really, really address, which he goes, said that this whole thing goes back to the Democrat, uh, uh, you know, laws in the South. Of the one drop rule so if there was any drop of of black heritage whatsoever one drop of black blood then you were considered black and he said that's that's now you know promoted as a positive thing it's still the same rule and they're still using it but they're trying to sell it as a positive thing and you know i thought that was very very smart you know why would you only be black if you are mixed i mean why would that be that, that doesn't really make sense. And somebody like Sage Steele, I mean, she's a very, very light-skinned woman. Yeah, you can tell that there is that she is mixed. But, I mean, honestly, if you had to guess, you would say, well, there's probably a lot more, you know, European than African, you know. Um, so why would we have to, um, you know, why do we have to split hairs like that? My question is, why do we do it at all? I mean, that's what I've been saying all the time since I started this podcast. Why do we do it at all? How about you're just American? Well, that works. Yeah, that takes care of a lot of problems, doesn't it? 
I'm American, you're American, we're all American. Hey, that sounds like a whole lot better. What is the obsession? Which we know what the obsession is. It all comes from Marxism. It's a divide and conquer and try to classify everybody so we can have class struggles and 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 do the whole Marxist bullshit. That's why they hate America. America is the epitome of everything that Marxists hates and, and always have. And that is one of the biggest ones that, hey, nobody is, uh, you know, lorded over anybody else. We're all on equal footing. We're all equal and we're all Americans. At the end of the day, that's why it's called a melting pot. Because we're all Americans. And, you know, all the rest of it doesn't matter. So I thought that was interesting. And, of course, she's been canceled and pulled off because you can't be that kind of wild-eyed radical anymore you're just not allowed you just can't have it you just can't i mean i'm hoping the uh i'm hoping they get to it soon i'm sure that uh merrick garland maybe you know looking into her as well because these radicals boy i tell you you just gotta gotta do something you just really do i can't let them out there running around anyway um here's some uh stuff now this is how we get here i want to show you um how we get here this was funny this was from the other night and i didn't play this on tuesday's thing this is just a couple little clips and then i'll tell you while we're playing them but um this was supposed to be from the daily show with uh trevor noah which everybody knows he's not funny i mean he couldn't be funny if he fell flat on his face i mean i wouldn't even laugh because he's just not funny enough to laugh at but anyway uh he did this skit which is highly 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 uh racist number one and number two, they're making fun of the NBA players who came out and made very intelligent arguments about not taking the vaccine. And so they decided they're going to make fun of it. And apparently, if you're on the left, you can make racist, funny jokes, and that's fine. But, you know, nobody else can. So uh, this is just uh, one of the things. Here you go. Seen an NBA player this afraid to take a shot since Ben Simmons in the playoffs. This is outrageous, Roy. If you want to die, that's your business. But to deprive me of a championship season... I mean, is this what our society has come to? Yo, I didn't know that you were such a diehard Nets fan. Dude, I've been rooting for them ever since day one of people saying they were going to be good. I'm in it to win it. Let's go Nets. N-E-T-S. Look, man, if you ask me, I think the NBA should mandate that players get vaccinated. I mean, they already make a bunch of young black men live in Utah. Mm -hmm. We really pretending a vaccine is worse than that? That is bad. But you know what the real problem is? A lot of these uh... players don't even seem to understand how the vaccine works. Oh, because they're too dumb. Bradley Beal had a lot of questions about why he's hesitant to get the COVID-19 vaccine. I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines. Why are they still getting COVID? Huh. Good. If yeah. that's something that we are supposed to highly be protected from. Like, it's funny that, oh, it reduces your chances of going to the hospital. <laughs> it doesn't eliminate anybody from getting COVID. Right? Ooh. Do you want to take this or should I? Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Look, this dude answered his own question. Yep. Let's just start there. Yep. He asked himself, why take a vaccine that only reduces my chance of hospitalization or death? Well, I don't know. Maybe because the vaccine, vaccine reduces, reduces your chance, chance of, of hospitalization, hospitalization or, or death. <laughs> Do you like being hospitalized, Bradley? He's right, Bradley. Think of the vaccine as shin guards. They won't totally prevent injury to my shins, but they do give me protection. And since I started wearing them, I've only been hospitalized with shin-related injuries like three times. <laughs> okay, that's absolutely not funny. And it's just, it's like sad Chinese shit. Like sad Chinese government-ran humor. Um... Wow. It's just bad. It's just bad. So they're allowed to make fun of uh, black people and basically say, well, you know, these NBA players are just stupid. And we just got to tell them, you know, I mean, 
And then the terrible joke about black people living in Utah. I, you know, I guess they only think Mormons live there. I don't know if they've noticed. Um, do you know that Utah is like the number one place for uh, Polynesian people to live? By the way, I don't know if you knew that. Do you know Polynesian people aren't uh, white European descendants? Huh. Bet you didn't. Uh, that's because you're you are the ones that are stupid, and you shouldn't make fun of people. Apparently. Um, anyway, um, there's been a few of these. Um, things on here i'm going to play real quick this is some of the crt stuff i thought i would get into and then do my last story here so here's a racist tiktok that just shows you what anti-racism is truly about so earlier this week i made a post saying that it doesn't sit right with me that there are white people who own property multiple properties at that in the united states of america white black and indigenous people are experiencing homelessness and i want to expand on that especially for my new followers who are white who followed me because of my anti-racist content. I'm glad that you're listening to me, but I really wanna make sure that you're hearing what I'm saying. There will never be black liberation or indigenous sovereignty as long as the United States of America exists. Oh. If you want black folks around the globe and in this country liberated, if you want indigenous folks to be able to have sovereignty over the lands that they're indigenous to, then the United States of America needs to cease to exist. And I don't know if y'all are ready for that, I don't know if that's what y'all signed up for. I'm not sure. Um, we'll just stop you right there. No, uh, it's not what we signed up for uh, because we're Americans and we belong in the United States of America. And I don't know who the fuck you are that you think that uh, you are some supreme leader that's going to overthrow it. Try. Try it. See what happens. Um, I hate to tell you, but uh, the best that we can tell, and we've uh, went back in history quite a ways, um, no one is actually in indigenous here they all uh you know came from other places as did all of humanity came from other places and migrated to new places that's weird and the people that were left here by the time we got here had been killing and genociding each other to take uh different areas so hmm that kind of fucks up your argument a little bit and the other thing is um who the hell are you to tell people that oh well, because you worked hard and you were able to buy property, you shouldn't own that because somebody else is on the street. Well, really? What made them deserve it? That's a good question. So we're going down that path. And here's one more, just to give you an idea. We're setting up something here for the last story, but I'm setting something up. Here's another one uh, about a, a CRT professor who's just an angry bigot. One, I think that white people viscerally fear. It's not that white people don't know right what they have done they know they fear that there is no other way to be human but the way in which they are human which is to so you know like you talk to white people and whenever you, you really want to have a reckoning about it they say stuff like you know it's just human nature if y'all had all of this power you would have done the same thing right and it's like no that's what white humans did white human beings thought there's a world here and we own it Huh. I don't believe that was the case at all. Um, seems really strange. And it just seems like she's a bigot. She just hates white people. And, and, you know, that's whatever. You know, she has the freedom to hate whoever, I guess. Um, just don't try to sell me as you're some enlightened person who's just a bigot. I mean, that's just all you are. And apparently, um, the rules that we set down uh, for everyone to be equal and to act human, uh, usually people, unless you think that... Um, Oh, I guess you think that uh, people of color, as you would put it, uh, can't act human. Huh. Strange. That's what we're getting to now.
Isn't that odd? That's what the lady earlier said that uh, they were teaching her kids. Well, we're not going to discipline anybody that's not white because they can't act the same way. Well, that's just being a bigot. You're just a bigot. You're a mind-screwed bigot. That's who you are. So, speaking of that, it brings me to my last story of today. Very interesting. I don't know how many people know this, but we had a school shooting this week. Oh, that's interesting because a lot of people don't know about it because they didn't really cover it in Arlington, Texas. Oh, this is really strange. Now, when you hear the details of this, it's going to blow your fucking mind because it blew my mind. Completely blew my mind. So, um, we had a school shooting. Uh, Apparently, this kid goes in and shooting a gun and uh, wounded four people. Nobody killed. I mean, that's good. At least nobody's dead uh, as of yet. So, that's good. Um, apparently he did it because, and they're making excuses for him, which is just unreal because they, they've never done this before. They, they would go and say, well, this person had a bad time, bad life, but you know, this is horrible. In this case, they are fully on board with making excuses. They said, well, he was bullied for having nice things. What are you fucking talking about? You want me to feel bad for him because he had nice shit? Are you for real? That's even worse. That's even worse. You had nice things and you had a nice life and you got mad because somebody was like, dude, you know what? You shouldn't have that nicest stuff. So you went in and shot them and somehow we're rewarding this? Oh my God. Oh, and we are. So don't worry. So we go back to uh, the January 6th thing where people were just milling around the... um, Saw the video. They come in. They're taking selfies. They're wandering around. They're waving American flags. I know. Terrible. Terrible. I, I don't remember. Did anybody wave a gun around and shoot a bunch of people? No, they didn't. Um, that's weird. And they were held in jail for how long? Uh, many of them are still in jail. Uh, without bond, they were held without bond for almost a year now. Huh. That's strange. Well, what happened to this gentleman? This. Uh, oh, you're not hearing about it again because uh, this gentleman. Oh, he's black, so that makes a big difference. Uh, he's a black kid. And so he's allowed to be mad because he had nice stuff and somebody said something to him about it. And he's allowed to bring a gun into school and shoot it around, right? Of course. That's fine. Because remember, we're not playing on the same field anymore. Remember, thinking that uh, people should follow the rules, well, that's just white supremacy. That does not apply because these bigots think that somehow people of color can't act the way everybody else does. And they shouldn't be held to the same standard because they're bigots. Yes, people like me, I say people are people. I'll follow the same rules and we'll be good. But apparently that's not the rules we're following and neither is the judge. So, hey, no big deal. You take a gun into school and you shoot four people, apparently, and um, you get charged with uh, four counts of uh, reckless endangerment. Uh, I believe it's called attempted murder, but the point, apparently, we can't do that either because that would be racist to call it that. And apparently, um, he's no longer in jail. <laughs> oh, Nice. He, uh, he was released on a $75,000 bond. I mean, it's only four counts of attempted murder, only taking a gun into school and shooting people. Why would that bother anyone? I can't imagine. What would happen to you or I if we even carried a gun into a prohibited place? Can you imagine how long we would spend in jail? You think your bond would be seventy-five grand or less? I don't think so. This is what CRT looks like. It rewards and excuses terrible behavior on the fact of bigotry. It is terrible. It will destroy us. And if you think this is the last of what you're going to hear about it, the more this goes on, it will get worse and worse and worse until it will be unattainable. And then really bad things will start to happen. And I don't want to be around or witness any of that. So anyway, 
That's all for today. It's been kind of a long show, but there was a lot to talk about. Uh, boy, I will be back on Tuesday with much more, of course, because uh, apparently it just doesn't stop. It's just never... Ever an ongoing issue, and uh, I think since uh, things are, you know, we have our news stories, we have different things going on, but uh, I want to get back to doing some little specials and stuff, so we may do some stuff like that, maybe a couple multi-part series kind of things about talking about a specific subject or something. We'll see what happens, uh, so we're not just covering the same old news and that kind of thing. We'll look into that as well. Uh, I will be back on Tuesday. Please do remember, I really appreciate everybody sharing it, rating, reviewing, all the things you're doing. It is really making a difference. Things are growing. The numbers are going up. It's it's just really tremendous. Uh, and two, you can go directly on the website, uh, erics-america.com, and find everything there as well. All the shows, all that. And uh, please tell a friend. That seems to be the best way for podcast to grow is word of mouth people telling other people hey this is cool listen to it so i really appreciate all that if you'd like to send me a message uh, an email any of that stuff you can do so you can do it at the website erics-america.com on facebook at erics america pod and or an old-fashioned email at erics america pod at gmail.com all those come directly to me until tuesday just remember it's no agenda just america (laughs) 